It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. First off, we're bang in the middle of game week 21 this week, so let's see where we currently find ourselves. And maybe even just before that, John, from me to you, Happy New Year. And how does it feel to be in 2022 for you? Well, I don't like it. Why not? Well, it's just the same as 2021, but it's colder and there isn't Christmas at the end of the month. Why isn't Christmas at the end of January? Why isn't Christmas just all of winter? Yeah, well, do you know, uh, I saw Andy Parsons uh, is leaving his Christmas tree up for January to give himself a boost. I had last year because I didn't get to spend Christmas with my family, as as none of us did. don't know if you've seen the news. We had Junemus where I rented a cottage in June and me and my family went away and I took Christmas decorations and Christmas jumpers and we had a Christmas uh, in June. That's... I've got to be honest with you, Matthew. Yeah. Didn't really work. No. It, the... it was really hot. Yeah, yeah. The weather. You can't wear a Christmas jumper, surely, at the height of Oh, June. it was it roasting. The Euros, man. It was the hottest month of the year. Yeah, it was roasting and I did a big old roast dinner and we all had to pretend it was edible. Um, but, I, you know, I can certainly agree with a winter long, some sort of winter festival. I don't know if that's ever been suggested. Rile up the tabloids. The problem is, when it starts getting cold and dark, the thing that gets you through it is Christmas. You go, we're going to put mm. all these lights up. You're going to smell the mold wine. We're going to have all these lovely, rich, sweet, meaty foods. And it, we're basically heading towards this party in the middle of the darkness. And then halfway through the darkness, we go, whoop. That's all over there. And you have to, you're forced to take these things down, and you know, unless yeah. your neighbours think you're strange or, or that you just feel sad, which I did. You know, in the end, the Christmas tree still up. Oh, it, and Muggins has to take you. the tree down, doesn't it? Everybody wants to put the tree up. Oh, let's put the Christmas tree up, put Christmas songs on. Nobody wants to take the frigging thing down again, do they? Daddy's got to be outside <laughs> in the piddling rain, putting frigging reindeers in the garage like a nut <laughs> job. Reindeer. Well, we should be clear, that those reindeer that you've got are model reindeer. They're, they're, they're lit, they're covered in fairy lights, they're, they're very beautiful. They're in the garage now, with all the stars and all the twinkly lights, all the fun has gone. Daddy had to pack the fun up, didn't like it. <laughs> Two things I've got for you, right? So every year I have a debate about when we start Christmas. I think Home Alone films are allowed at any time of year. So you can use those as a sort of Christmas patch. And then Christmas starts December the 1st. Yeah. Usually, because we've got a five-year-old now, it starts about October the 12th, something like that. This year, I was, we pushed and pushed. As a result, I've got a little bit left in the tank. So last night, January, I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And did I don't you care. watch it with 
warm uh, mulled wine or or a, or a winter Well, no, because I'm off the pop, aren't I? Like all of us. And here's another thing. Oh, I'm full of it today. I I'm sick of Veganuary being put alongside Dry January. Okay, as this sort of tedious commitment to health. Oh, let's all have a healthy January so we can absolutely get off our nuts for the rest of the year. As if Veganuary is a thing that you just have to do or stick through it for 31 days and you can start slaughtering all the animals you want again. It's not a one-off thing that you do just for a little bit of a health kick in January. It should be something we're looking at all year. Great for me. I love Veganuary. I'll tell you why. Because all the stuff I usually buy is suddenly half price to lull all the other tits into it. Anyway. (laughs) Shouldn't you, John? (laughs) Shouldn't you welcome Veganuary? Obviously, the the whole idea is that you do it and then actually you stick to it. And the, and the hope is that people go after a month, oh, actually, I didn't need to be eating all that meat. Shouldn't yes, you welcome Veganuary? Yes, but Veganuary creates the idea that on January the 31st it ends. And what we need is a, a Veganual. You are so we need. militant. Well, we're in, the middle of a, we're in the middle of an animal-to-human viral infection that has brought the world to its knees. And we are not discussing, perhaps we should all have less animals cramped together, eating their own filth, pecking each other's eyes out through insanity. Oh, no, let's do it for four months because there's a funny corn advert on the telly. I'm not having a pop at the guys at corn. I like the advert. But, you know. I genuinely thought you'd be more of a pragmatist and would welcome anything that highlighted the vegan cause that would get people eating less meat and might even be habit forming. Of course, I. do you know, and I will in two hours. When you're I've had a bit just of breakfast. sour that you're not the face of it. They'll have picked someone else. You'll be sat home watching, I don't know, Ben Cracknell or someone like that, and you'll be going, that should have been me. I've been banging on about tofu for years. If you think I wasn't offered an advertising campaign for Little Willie's sausages, then you are mistaken, my friend. I could have been the face of Little Willie's in this country. In many ways, you are. Stepped aside. No, I will be. I'm just grumpy. I, I'm grumpy because I haven't had any breakfast. I had Twiglets for breakfast, which is, again, a little nod to Christmas. Christmas. Took my daughter to school. Snow absolutely belted it down, and it's frozen immediately on impact. We live at the top of a big hill. Couldn't get the bloody car up the hill, could oh, I? So I had dear. to park at the bottom, walk up the hill, grit the hill with my neighbour Peter. Kudos to Peter. Lucy's out there as well helping. What's Lucy carrying the grit to do? I'd say our hill's about... 400 metres long. It's quite yeah. steep. Ice top to bottom. What do you think Lucy's carrying the grit up and down in? Well, a big bag. A child's plastic wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one of your neighbours got a photo. I tried to get one, but it was too cold <laughs> to get my phone out. Me and Peter there with a big bucket and our spades. Lucy's there with her with her fashion Wellington boots on and a child's plastic wheelbarrow casually like tossing the odd stone. It, it wasn't a good scene. So then I've had to, you know, it's just a bad start to the day. But here's my winter tip for our listeners. It's mainly, um, I guess, for the trouser-wearing community. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I do in, in winter on cold days like this? Nobody knows. When you get dressed in the morning, oh, instead yeah. of socks, football socks. Ooh! So it provides the added warmth of a long john, but without you feeling like you're in the ragged trousered philanthropists. Yes. And you feel like an athlete all day. You feel like, oh, I've got training after work. I haven't got work or training. I'm an unemployed man who eats crap and is rapidly gaining weight, but I've got football socks on. I feel like a footballer. That makes you feel good. And you've got a lovely Leeds United training top on, so you've really gone for that soft football fabric on the flesh. And I'll tell you, the only reason I'm wearing it is to stop Lucy wearing it. She's exclusively taken to wearing my Leeds United kit around the house. What, hang on, the shirt or the jumper? 
the jumper. I've got a zip up top. Uh, uh, I don't know what the the word for it is. A training jacket. Probably like a stadium jacket or something like that. Yeah, it? there's some sort of industry jargon. Yeah. Um, a bench warmer gilet. Anyway, she she loves it all. It's nice. Uh, we've got Adidas clobber now. Uh, now that we're out of the lower leagues, mm. who makes Forrest's kit uh, at the moment? Aldi, Neto, Macron, Macron. <laughs> Is it Macron? You had, had the, the Macron, Macron years. We've had the Macron years. Then we were delighted to be welcomed into the Kappa family. Ugh. As a teenage chav myself, I uh, was more than comfortable in Kappa gear. I'd have welcomed Helly Hansen, but um, now yeah. now we've got some lovely gear. Well, those thick Adidas jumpers are lovely. They are more... I've always thought this. Women's clothes are more comfortable. They're softer. They, they move better on the body. Men's clothes are tough, hard things. And I think football clobber is the closest thing men get to wearing women's clothes. Something a bit baggier, something a bit softer. Are you then, just, just to just to finish up, and, and Happy New Year to all of you listening. Um, and, oh, and I never said Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Are you going to? No. Oh. Um, so uh, I think we're both Christmas guys. And, and I do genuinely, I am a, a, an optimist, a, a, a positive mm. person, but this is the time of year that I do just think, oh, man. And I just had a couple of days after taking the tree down, before taking the tree down, the day I took it down, just like, oh, man, because the house looks so bare without it. And you know, all this stuff we were just doing the other day. We were doing all this the other day. We had the lights up, we had the music. We had all this, an excuse, basically, to just stuff yourself. And also, not what's sad is not not just the, the selfish joy of Christmas, but what other time of year do you basically dress your house up to please people you've never met who are walking past? It's such a generous time. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love the music, the films. You like Christmas, really, so... To come to your point, last year I put the Christmas tree up in mid-November. Mm-hmm. And this year, because of work commitments, I, I wasn't able to. I got up on the- You've been so busy. I know, but you joke about oh, it. But I really snowed under. But I really have been. and uh, uh, You know, I got my first grey hair. January well the done. 1st, this year. Uh, because occasionally I've looked in the mirror, depending on how the light catches your hair, I've often thought, is that a grey hair? And then it never has been. This year I was like, oh my God. But I was drunk. So I was like, is it a grey? Checked it in the morning. 1st of January, 2022, first grey hair. So obviously that's prompted a bit of thinking. Mm, but Gradual decline. Well, the thing is, my body started declining early because I've got eczema and asthma and all those other things. I'm constantly getting mm. chest infections. I've always been aware of my own mortality and the fact that my body is basically rust. When was your physical pomp? I don't think I've ever had it. Still to come then? Well, I tell you what, the period just before I got gout, oddly enough, I would say lockdown one, when I shed a load of weight, was probably Mm. my physical pomp. But anyway. Do you think you're going to be one of those silver foxes in his 50s? I just think I looked old, young. I always looked like I was in my 40s. When I was 18, I was... that was the way you dressed, though. That's nothing to do with your body. You dressed like a young Tory farmer. I dressed basically like Clarkson. You know what, actually, I, I went into a shop um, near me the other day to get some ties, and uh, they had what they call sports jackets. Do you know what a sports jacket is? A jacket. Yeah, but they look like, they're basically like sort of Harris Tweed or Czech stuff. I don't yeah. know. There must be like sport as in like, you know, sportsman's clubs jackets, I guess. Get the old pecker up, did it? But I was like, oh my God, actually, I think I'm still into that stuff. So I might try, anyway, that is, a, <laughs> that is something for the future. I made treatments on those this year. Now, the thing is, I was dressing my age now when I was 18, but I think I'm, I'm going to uh, always put the Christmas tree up in mid-November. I think just mm-hmm. getting that extra fortnight or 10 days means that by the time it is time to take it down, you do feel a bit more ready to take it down because it just feels like it goes so quickly. Yeah, I, I must admit, 
this year, I am more alongside the view that put it up December the 1st, because what you don't want is to be getting slightly bored of it by Christmas. So you want to, I would leave it a bit later, but then I'm totally up for leaving it out a little bit longer. Because what happens is I get a real grump, 27th, 28th. I'm like, right, bollocks, it's over. Pack everything up. No more mince pies in the bin. Stop singing. It's over. It's finished. I have a real grump. Yeah. I basically throw my toys out of the pram because Christmas is over. And I hate New Year. I loathe New Year. It's so I bad, isn't it? It's crap. I don't want to go out. don't want to stay in. TV's rubbish. I don't want people around. I don't want this sense that we have to acknowledge the fact it was bad enough anyway in the 90s. Now, it's been an awful year and the next one's going to be worse. What are we celebrating? Well, so I hate all that. Then January the 2nd, I start to think, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind some some nice food and booze now. So I think get through that hump and then have another nice week, certainly first week of January. I can definitely limp to uh, January the 1st as being like, that's still Christmas. That middle week is still Christmas in my mind. I tell you what, if you want to enjoy New Year, and I've never been a New Year's Eve kind of guy, it is rubbish. You've got to go Awful. to Scotland. Hogmanay is different. It is a bigger deal up there. Mm. So then you feel like, oh, actually, I get what New Year's Eve is all about now. So maybe next year we've got Scotland for New Year's. Well, I'm best friends with John McGinn now. So uh, he'll probably invite us to his party. I think 52 weeks of me talking about the lovely contour of his left testicle or how pearly his buttocks are. Well, is this intel? Feature, isn't it? Where I, oh, it's just where I compliment his body, isn't oh, it? Oh, I thought you had intel. I thought you'd heard. No, no. Oh, I can imagine. Have a think about it now. You take five seconds to yeah. enjoy what you think John McGinn's left testicle looks like. A bald, I imagine. You think he's a shaver? I just imagine all footballers. Oh, they all they will be shaved and whacked. There won't be a single footballer in the Premier League that has pubes. <laughs> I guarantee it. It just won't happen. What a bold claim. Um, Genuinely, literally. I mean, it is. Come on now. You can't imagine him having, can you? Oh, I think he's got a few wispy ones. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're uh, clippers. I think they shave around the area to make it look bigger because they're in the showers together, and I think they keep it trimmed back. You know, a bit of topiary. Um, so I don't think they take it right off because they they wouldn't tolerate the itching with all the running they're doing in sweaty undercrackers. Just the chafing with the itching. Oh no! But they have. Oh, I have to tell you this: they send you um, when you buy men's grooming products. Mm. You saying I don't buy men's grooming products? Well, uh, what you're talking to me like I've never bought men's grooming products? Okay, let's just let's just deal with this. Some men shave mm. the area, right? Others then mm. wax it and all sorts. You can they sell you like tonics and creams and lotions and all sorts mm. of things. Elixir. Yeah, and oh, that's f- why he's got to shave. Imagine what. <laughs> Imagine what Premier League footballers can get their hands on. Imagine the sort of oils. Are you implying there's a sort of secret club of uh, genital products that aren't available to the to the man on the street? Have you ever walked past a shop called is it Aesop or Aesop? Depends how you say it. I always said Aesop, mm-hmm. but you say Auntie, so let's let's take that with a pinch of salt. Of <laughs> salt. So. They will be getting stuff like that. They'll be getting really high quality oils. It'll be like eucalyptus and ginger or, you know, lime and mincemeat or whatever it is. Who you know, like... do you think has the nicest set of testes in the Premier League? Mm. It's going to be Ronaldo, isn't it? It's going to be one of that lot. No, no, no. I bet Ronaldo's got a, a someone whose job it is to sculpt his uh, sack. I don't like thinking about He creeps me out, Ronaldo. So I want to stay away. Oh, you've kicked off. Oh, you don't like thinking about Ronaldo or footballer 
Hold on, no, no, Jenna no, no, no. I'm, I'm genuinely trying to answer the question. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm trying to think who genuinely would have the nicest. Did you threaten to overrule him? I made myself clear in strong terms. Um, I think it would be. Oh, here we go, Raheem Sterling. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm, I think Raheem. Okay, I think Raheem's your man. I think he would. Uh, I think he would have. Yeah, I think it'd all be all, be, all, all be in order. All be in order. All be very good. Um, you'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. Now I've had an idea. Ooh, should we? Controversial. Should we discuss the FPL? Yes, good point. Now at this stage of the uh, oh, spilt his ball wash. Now, well, I've got very sensitive skin, so you know, draw your own conclusions. So, how is the uh, how is the stomach growing back? Oh God, you know what? The hair that I vetoed off. Mm-hmm. I got terrible. I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to just look at it now. <laughs> I've got basically a sort of spot now, and I, I don't know if it's an ingrown hair or what. But I put, try putting various stuff on it. But basically, the hair's not growing back as quickly as I thought it would. Mm. It's been a while now, John, and I've got this terrible spot right in the middle of it. Which I think might be a sort of infected follicle. Oh, so thanks for that. It's all right. Happy New Year. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about the fact that you physically scarred me? Well, you did it to yourself. It's friendly fire, mate. I didn't do it. Well, let's talk FPL then, because at the moment, currently, as it stands, mm. I am on, and we're mid-game week, I'm on 50 points. Yeah, you've had a cracking start. on 39. Mm-hmm. I think I've got to take a minus four, though. You've got at least a minus four coming. Um, yeah, you're on a minus four. You've made two transfers. And as it stands, because of the double game week, you have six players still to play. I have eight players still to play. Mother. So, you know, it's still up for God. I have to say, livid with... Um, I, I, I was very careful in who I brought in. So who did you bring in? Well, I brought in Jordan Pickford because I thought Everton had... <laughs> you idiot! Everton had two... The only team the to news? play... Watch the only the news. team. The only team playing twice with two home games. So I thought oh. I, I could. I didn't want to change my defence. Uh, so I, I could only have three Everton players. I looked at their defenders. <laughs> I've got Damari Gray. I brought in Calvert Lewin. Missed a penalty. Was on a minus one. Uh, I howled to when zero. I saw Sky that when I knew you'd had uh, him. I brought in Kufal, obviously West Ham. Although they won, conceded heavily. So you know it's been awful. So, I mean, just really, really bad. Um, I brought in Tony up front. They've got two games. Uh, it's so, now Sir Tony. Lovely. Well done. Well done. Do you, do you get any sort of kickback from that? Classic number 10. Any sort of lobbying campaign? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I got rid of Ben Rama because of the app, which made out that he wasn't <laughs> playing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he had the time of his life. What I would say is I think a lot of the changes I've made in the run-up to this have really served me well. So... Bowen is one of the best signings I've made, I think. I made that about a month ago now. Mm-hmm. Having him and Antonio going into what was a double game week for West Ham was really, really good. And obviously, Captain Antonio, he played... Well, he, that you know, was scored. the big decision because I checked our league because I ummed and ahed for a long time. Do you Captain Same. Bowen? Do you Captain Same. Antonio? Um, everyone in the league, bar you really, has gone for Bowen. And you were the only one... Who who backed Antonio and it, and that's paid paid dividends so far because you're already you're already four points better off. Do you know what I am denied about it? And I was looking at all the stats and I don't really know what XG is, but all that sort of thing. It really just came down to 
Antonio as a striker, and therefore I just thought he was more likely to score. Ah, yes, but then he's he's maybe more likely to score, but uh, uh, Bowen is scoring a lot, plays up front when Antonio doesn't play, will also get points for assists, and as a midfielder gets a bonus point for a clean sheet. That final bit, I didn't know. Part of the reason... I've started to become better at this. And I say that uh, uh, because I've just revealed that I didn't know that either. I really didn't fully understand the game. And and I still don't. I didn't know until you told me that on WhatsApp that midfielders got up. A... I didn't know that until I Googled it. And I Googled, <gasps> who should I captain, Bowen or Antonio? And I, <laughs> and I found that out. Um, and that's what swung me. And also, Antonio still on the comeback from COVID, I thought is unlikely to play the full night. And, and do you know, I'll tell you something big I didn't realise. I didn't realise that although it was a double game week, the second fixtures were a week and a half after the first ones. I thought these teams were playing Saturday and Tuesday yes, yeah, I did. last week. Yes. So I ummed and ahed about, oh, who's going to get dropped? Who hasn't got the fitness to yeah. play? You know, Calvert-Lewin, I thought twice about because I thought he's only coming back. He's not going to play on a weekend and a midweek. He is now, of course. He's got 10 days to recover. Um, but there are cup games, of course. It's the FA Cup. I still think of that. Every time I hear the phrase FA Cup, I picture um, the boxing promoter, Don... Don King. Yes, that advert. The FA Cup. I don't remember that advert. I don't think anyone listening is going to remember that advert. Oh, really? Okay. What so, advert was it? It's, I, I, it was an advert for the FA Cup, the sort of upcoming, you know, the BBC when it used to go bigger on the FA Cup. And he's, he's banging on the desk. I think Don King wants to be the promoter of the FA Cup and he's trying to get a chant going. He's just banging on his desk going, the FA Cup, the FA Cup. Wow. Um, check it out if you've got time. I will do. Or I've made it up and I've gone insane. No, I, I believe you. Um, just just wheel back to FPL um, for a second, just to drag us out of your fevered um, memory banks. So I already had Antonio and Bowen. Alan, I think. So I already had, and, and I had Fernandes in goal. So I, I already had quite a few players that were going to double up on games. So I didn't need to make huge changes. I used my one free transfer and then I used another to bring in uh, Dawson so that I had a defender who was playing two games as well. But what it means is, obviously, whatever happens this game week, I'm up to 16th. I was briefly... Yeah, you've shot up the league. You really have. And that is as a result of getting a bit lucky with having a few West Ham players in there and obviously having taken the hit for making lots of transfers in previous weeks. A lot of people, when I look at the league, they're not on top of the admin. But also... Bowen, for me, has, has just been a phenomenal well, signing. Bowen has been a, a what I believe you call a point monster. <laughs> yeah. You finally, all these weeks of saying you would have been better off not touching your team, you've finally overtaken those people who have picked weeks one and two and not really looked at it. You are now. You can safely say you're... You've, I wouldn't say you've got the Midas touch, but you've certainly got, you know... Um, What's is it copper that everyone steals? Copper wiring and uh, oh, they steal it off roofs. church roofs. Uh, yeah, you've got the, the, you've got the copper touch. You're Mister Cuprinol. Well, uh, that makes me sound like a policeman. Yeah, if you like, I'm, I'm happy with that. Louis, 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 Louis. Now, one player that I didn't get and avoided was uh, Lukaku. I didn't fancy him. Mm. I just thought I don't know. I just never felt like he was going to bang them in. And of course. This is the thing with FPL is you have to understand how the game works, and I'm learning that. I, I am a novice, and I accept that. But also, you are at the mercy of not just the way that players play football, but their behaviour off the pitch. And this is what's really interesting is even a megastar like Lukaku can get dropped for effectively being a naughty boy, giving unauthorised interviews. And, mm. and therefore, anyone with him in the team was was hobbled as a result of this. Now, have you seen the video 
of him apologising for... No, I didn't know there was a video. I've seen the <laughs> statement. He apologises in the video of him saying, sorry, do you want me to get it up? Shall I play it to you? Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, it, it is a more of a visual thing because a lot of it is just about the kind of expression on his face. And he, um, you may be able to imagine it, I guess, from this. Uh, right, here we go. To the fans, I'm sorry uh, for the upset that I caused. You guys uh, know the connection that I have with this club since my teenage years. So, you know, I t- totally understand your, your, your ups- you guys being upset. Obviously, it's up to me now to restore your trust and I'll do my best. Show commitment every day on the, on, on the training ground and in the games, trying to make sure that we win games. And yeah, also, you know, to the manager, I apologise and also to my teammates and the board because, uh, you know, I think... Uh, uh, it was not the right moment also. And, uh, you know, I want to move on forward from this and make sure that uh, we start winning football games and then I perform for the team in the in the best manner. Now, what do you make of that? Well, it just sounds like a footballer. Sounds like somebody who doesn't really mean what he's saying. It sounds like somebody who has had his bottom spanked and he's upset about it. I am sorry and I will kick the ball towards the goal and I will not be naughty again and I am sorry. It's headmaster's office stuff, isn't it? Yes, yeah, uh, but I, I don't know what you were expecting. Like a really jaunty, hi guys, uh, Romelu here. Um, yeah. Just making a smoothie and just wanted to get in touch and just say, Saws, hands up, made a big one. <laughs> a lot of you have been getting in touch saying, wrong. What the <laughs> hell was that interview about? <laughs> well, look, guys, we've all been there. but It's uh... what we call a Lukaku boo-boo. We all make them. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be lovely if next time I play, scored a goal? All will be forgiven, I'm sure. Yeah, but they'll be relieved, though, the owners of Luca. I don't think there are many now. I think a lot of people got rid of him after that long injury, and I think a lot of people like you didn't feel it was the right time to bring him back. And I'm, I'm going to call this now, just to update people. Uh, Lucy has the app. She's picking a team now as we speak for, for the next game week, so we'll find out whether she gets her prize. Reese James, I've got a window open on my laptop here that says New Bailey's Flavours. Um, in case he wins. I'm shutting that window down. I'm calling it now. Bruce James is out of it. He's got 33 points, so he's 17 points behind you. Take off the minus four, 13. He only has two players to play again, um, Damare Gray and, and Kasper Schmeichel. Whoa, you okay there? Um, I'm annoyed at Kasper Schmeichel. He was very rude about Leeds when he came back the other week, and there was no need for it. Well, you you know, as well, he did annoy me over the summer. For Denmark. Well, when he goes, is it ever come home? You're like, mate, you, your dad's like an institution here. So are mm. you. You've played for Notts County, Leicester, Leeds. And it's like, I get that you're allowed a bit of um, needle and a bit of banter, but you're like, if you don't understand that football's coming home is basically a joke. And you're then trying to be a bit salty about it. I just thought, oh, don't do that. Because I've always liked him. I really liked his dad. And I really liked him. And it was just one of those bits where you go, oh, don't be like that. Mm. You'd, you'd be far better off saying, um, you know, I, I've basically lived here all my life. I love it here. But, you know, I really hope we win. And, you know, England have some great players, but so do we. And I think we'll do it. You know, that sort of thing. Rather than, who do you not think you are? You think, well, we're finalists, pal, and you're not. So anyway, I'm saying Reese James is out of it. He's he's not going to win this game week, uh, so he's not going to get the flavoured Baileys. Um, Stuart Smith uh, has twote, twote as a letter. That's a new phrase I'm using. Okay. Uh, Twitting in. Yeah. Um, he says, I wonder which YouTubers Matt Ford is watching. I'm going for at FPL, mate. At FPL, mate. Um, Hold on, let me have a look. Uh... Sort of speculation on where you're getting your inside information oh, from. Not FPL, mate. No, no. There are a few YouTubers I watch. Some of them are brilliant. 
Mm. Which ones do you watch? I don't watch any. I can't be doing with videos because generally I'm doing what? it around my... I can't be doing... I'm around my wife and child pretending that I'm doing something else. <laughs> um, so I say, oh, I've just got to pay my VAT or something. So I can't have any audio. It's all got to be written. <laughs> so I've got to be able to scroll through the laptop and occasionally go, oh, it's bloody transfers. I need my, I need my bank card. Um, I mean, it is really, tricky, I'm isn't just it? Reading about it is tricky because I was on holiday last week. I was down in Cornwall, and I was having to set reminders in my phone, particularly when that there was a really early deadline one day, like ten or eleven in the morning or something. Yeah, I had to get up, and then I'm just like, like you going through the internet, like it, and I was like, this is basically work. I had yes, to get it is up work. early on holiday because of this show, obviously, because I, I am frankly sick of having to shave myself, whatever, cut myself, whatever for this show. That I just thought. I need to get on top of this. So I have started taking it more seriously now. It's just like the hours you have to put in now. Anyway, um, so the Liverpool-Chelsea game, Kovacic's goal was absolutely sensational. I did see that. I don't think a big enough deal was made of the fact that he was off the ground when he hit it. That little skip, Di Canio-esque. Oh, he just, it's phenomenal. There's a great picture on the internet. There's a guy on his phone. He's a front row of Stamford Bridge and he misses it because he's just there texting on his phone. Absolutely incredible. It reminds me, actually, that a similar thing happened to me back in the olden times. Forrest was playing Norwich. I think this was when we were in the... Uh... You just had a page. Um, well, so it was when the championship was called Division One. So it was Premier League era, but we were in the Ensley League, I think it was called then. Lars Behenen, <laughs> right? I, I wasn't on my phone. I didn't have a mobile phone then. I, I, I brought a programme every game. I just thought, I think at this point I was a bit bored. Started reading the programme. And he scored directly from a corner. Oh. And it, I missed it. I was like, what? And to this day, the shame and embarrassment of that stalks me. It, it's terrible. I missed one of the greatest goals I would have ever have seen. A goal directly from a corner. A very rare thing. Because I just thought, I'll have a flick through the programme. And there's a corner. A stupid time. You were sat next to me at... England versus Croatia at Wembley. The first game any of us had been to for over a year because of COVID. Yeah. You were there while my wife was pestering me on the phone <laughs> to give her my bank details so that she could buy some garden furniture. And I have to say, it's about the angriest I've ever been. <laughs> oh, man. I'd forgotten about that. I oh, was man. fuming. I mean, I still did it, of course, because, you know, it's not worth rocking the boat at home. But to be at, at <laughs> Wembley watching the Euros in a home tournament, the first game, Calvin Phillips is starting no. for England. And she's saying, I have to do it now because this the sale's going to end. I mean, absolutely livid. I totally forgot that. Well, email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Have you ever missed? Have you ever been at a major sport? I mean, the best one. Not I've... just sport either. The best thing you've missed. Like, Great. you know, there'll be people who've missed like the birth of their child. And I'm talking specifically about men here because it's very difficult for the woman to miss that. But, you know, there'll be people who've missed, you know, key events, parties. Email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. My favourite one that I, when I saw someone miss something was, <laughs> I was, Big fan of boxing. I went to a lot of Carl Froch fights. And um, for Froch Groves 2 at Wembley Stadium, obviously it was a big day out. We had a wonderful time. Lots of us went. And my mate Sam was was desperate for the toy. <laughs> and I was like, mate, you can see this. And I think it was like start of the eighth round. Whatever round, Froch knocks him out in. And obviously we're all there for Froch. And uh, it's at Wembley Stadium. This is like pre-AJ. Uh, anyway, he's like, oh, I need the toilet. I was like, mate, you can't. You've got to hold it. You've got to hold it because he's ready to check out. And it was... 
the punch that Sparks grows out is amazing. And it's the biggest stage and it's a Nottingham fighter and all this sort of thing. And he'd just gone to the toilet. I remember <laughs> the noise in the stadium when it happens. And it's brutal, obviously. And I just remember seeing him like run back up the stairs. And for, for a moment, he was pretending that he'd seen it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And I was like, I can't <laughs> you can't have done. And it was just, he, he couldn't, he, he, he was lying to himself for a second. I think he could have convinced himself he'd seen it. But he didn't. And he's watched it back in retrospect. And every time we meet up, you know, even all these years later, it's still something that gets brought up. I imagine of all your friends, Sam has missed the most. Because even when he's there, he's never really paying attention, is he, your friend Sam? I mean, he's never quite there, is he? Even if he's looking in the direction of the thing that is happening with his eyes open. He's a unique character. He's uh, simultaneously present and not present. I mean, I've been to lots of Forest games where we, we have missed goals. We're going to Forest Derby. I think one of the last Forest Derby games I went to, it was two all at the city ground. I missed every goal. Missed kickoff because we're in the pub. Early goal. Half time, we're like, should we go to the bar? Missed a goal at the end of half time. Still in the bar. Missed the goal at the start of the second half. And then I remember my mate Dave at one point. This was during the second half. Uh, and he was so drunk, he was having to like watch the game with a hand over his eye because he was getting double vision. And uh, he went, <laughs> he went, I think, I think we're winning 1 0. I was like, no. So we looked at the scoreboard and was like, ooh. Oh, yeah. I just completely missed it. With the, with the wild card uh, back in play now, the yes. wild card returned in January, there is, of course, the second free hit chip. What are you looking forward to in terms of the transfer window? Sensational news that Philip Coutinho has signed for Aston Villa on loan until the end of the season. Kieran what? Trippier what? has joined Newcastle. What? Philip Coutinho no, whoa, 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 whoa. has left Barcelona on loan. To Is this join. happening right now as we record? It's happened in the last hour. Oh my Philip God. Coutinho will be an Aston Villa player for the rest of the season. Unless, of course, COVID gets to Barcelona. I imagine they'll be recalling him pretty quick. That's because of Stevie G, isn't it? That's because of Stevie G. That's the Stevie effect. Do you think it's Gerard? Basically, he thought he was signing for Liverpool. Um, Gerard's just trying come and play for us, lad. It's gone. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the yeah, second yeah. city. I mean, as a replacement for Jack Realis, you know, I think Villa fans will wish it had happened earlier in the year. But um, and we have to say, at time of record, it's subject to his medical and his work permit. What with Novak Djokovic, no one wants to assume they're going to get a work permit at this. Uh, tricky time yeah well you know have your jabs and uh, makes things easier so with Coutinho then are you going to bring him in well it needs to be looked at doesn't it he's certainly the player that with a good run of fixtures for Villa you know you sometimes look at the fixtures over two or three weeks and you think right well they've got a couple of home games coming up they've got winnable games is Coutinho the player that you go for I mean Tyrone Mings I would say is Aston Villa's point monster but it's very exciting Trippier gone to Newcastle will that shore them up Uh, Aaron Ramsey of course looking for a club Forest legend. Um, oh, Coutinho. I really want him. I really want him. I, I'd feel like I'd missed out. Uh, uh, he's kind of the um, the Buzz Lightyear, isn't he? Or the Furby of, uh, of of the January transfer window. Yeah, well, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and how do you feel as a, as an owner of Ronaldo over the over the season? I, mean, it's, um, it's, I don't got him at the moment. Yeah? Sod him, yeah. I just think, <laughs> you know what? I was never keen on having him anyway. And his smooth I, I really don't like him as a person. Yes. So I resented having him. And then it was just like, because I was just so desperate for points. And then he never really did it for me. The problem is my bench is, my bench is a disgrace. Vardy, 
um, not back to the end of the month. Amity, not back till February. So, like, I'm I'm basically totally reliant on my outfield players staying You've fit. Got to be using that wild card, then, haven't you? You got to be I getting that so. in early. Salah's obviously at the Africa Cup of Nations, mm-hmm. so maybe I do go wild card. Um, the problem I have with wild card is it. It's almost like Christmas. You're like you immediately then have to snap back to reality the following week. No, no, you do on the free hit, but not on the wild cards. <gasps> Changes you make on the wild card will be permanent. Oh my god, yes, yeah, so I could change my whole team. You could change your whole team, mate. But do you do it? Do you do it early oh. doors, given that you've got weaknesses, or do you risk then a January the thirty first suddenly Lionel Messi signs for Leeds? He wants a few months with Bielsa before he retires. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. One thing I have learned is do your admin at the very last minute. I'm going to wait until after the learned. January transfer. I'm told gonna... that every week. It took you months to learn. Yeah, I know, but John, you know... You're like a dog. You needed your nose rubbing in it. Stop it! <laughs> I um, think FPL can tell you things about life. <laughs> oh, go on. Oh, this is a new feature. Fordy's Fantasy Premier Life. Nice. Um, so I think, as in life... With FPL, sometimes you're in a place where you're ready to hear the advice, and sometimes mm. you're not. And mm. people may well say, "But well, we told you this, and we told you this." You're like, "Yeah, but at the time, I wasn't um, either willing or, or, or I didn't think that that advice was good." And, and, and that can go both ways. Sometimes your your instincts are good, and it was right that you didn't take the advice. At other times in life, you get to a place where you realise actually that advice was good, and eventually you take it. And I think yes. That's a parallel that FPL has with with everyday life for all of us. It seems to me that what you're saying is your life tip this week is that sometimes advice is bad and shouldn't be taken, but sometimes the advice is good. If that advice is good, you should take it, but also accept that sometimes you won't take it, but you might disagree with that decision retrospectively. Well, actually, in a way, you've, you've missed the point because the lesson then is, that's the crucial thing, isn't it, is what do we learn from this, mm. is... When you're given advice, think about how you might feel about that advice in three or four <laughs> weeks' time. Try right. and look ahead and go, actually... So don't take the advice immediately. Well, no, no, no. Think about how you would think about that at a later date. Try and look forward and go, actually, am I going to end up being more receptive to this rather than just dismissing it or being close to it? And I think that's the crucial lesson is learn from, learn from it faster. Try and, try and think whether in two months' time, actually, you might have changed your mind. Yes. I think that's a helpful psychological tool that you can use, not just in FPL, guys, but but in your daily life. Well, that's 40's uh, not pithy and not necessarily relevant life tip for this week. And I, I, think the, I think the information to take from this week's show, really, is, is, is to wear football socks yes. under your uh, trousers. That's, that's pithier. I think you're right. So we've had a few suggestions for features. Okay. Um, before we leave people. Um, Stephen. Hi, Steve. Stephen Gunner, 30. New feature. Uh, player to watch for the game week and player most wanted or likely to get the curse of 40. Ooh, that's nice. I like the curse element. Yes, yes, yes. So since you are the hot streak, uh, this week's a quieter game week. We've got uh, West Ham Norwich on Wednesday, Southampton Brentford and Everton Leicester on Tuesday. Do you want to call a uh, player to watch and a player who might inherit the curse? Given that we'd heaped Bowen with praise. Mm-hmm he would be a major curse risk. Well, I think we heaped more praise on Antonio because you've captained Antonio ahead of Bowen. So for me personally, I'd love to see, even though he's in my team, 
I'd love to see Antonio get the curse uh, and Bowen uh, have a good week because that 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 means I'm more likely to beat you. I then think conversely, given that I howled at how badly he'd done, perhaps the player to watch is Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yes, or Jordan Pickford. You were also you were more dismissive of Pickford, I think. Yeah, because Everton are just on a terrible run of form. That was just an mm. awful decision. It's staggering how bad they are, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. Yeah. staggering. It must be awful being Everton fan at the moment because it's not like they haven't got good players. It's not like they haven't got one of the best managers in the world. Something toxic going on there. I feel for Everton. Pickford or Calvert-Lewin player to watch? Player to watch, Pickford or Calvert-Lewin. Uh, the curse may well visit uh, Bowen or Antonio this week. And if it does, obviously I'll be gutted because I've got both of them. <laughs> you know what I've realised is a lot of our features are pun-based. I don't know if we talked about this before, but Salad Cream, Cancelo Culture, McGinn mm. again. I mean, they're all pun-based, aren't they? Well, I did come up with another idea that was a pun title, but not pun-related. Yes. So there's Heroes of Game Week, right? You get like the bonus points. Yeah. I think we should do zeros of game week. And it could be like that fan who was on his phone or a player that's the opposite of a point monster, players that have let you down. Yeah. All right, then. So is it the fan on the phone this week? The fan on the phone is this week's zero of game week. Email us. <laughs> hello at cpfpl.com with your zeros of this game week. It could be a player that let you down. It could be a mate whose broadband failed just as you were about to watch that big match. It could be um, someone you spotted in the crowd. It could be anything. Interpret it however broadly you like but uh, obviously has to be from the world of FPL, or indeed PL. But then obviously PL influences FPL. Um, Brian O'Reilly. We call him friend of the yes, show now. Yes, yes, Old Brian. The curse continues. He is now sixth <gasps> in the uh, fan league. Cameron Hume still top. Uh, we speculated on who Cameron might be. He has uh, yet to reply. So, uh, Cameron, if you're out there and you want to, uh, you'd have to listen to last week's podcast for the in-depth description of your life and times by Matt Ford. But if you want to reply to that, then please do. We've done that thing again where we haven't discussed FPL enough. So shall we call it a day for this week and um, move towards maybe two podcasts a week where we uh, have some in-depth discussion about FPL and our teams and then we perhaps have another show where all the silly nonsense goes. You know what? That's such a good idea because each week, you might struggle to believe this, we always over-record and, you know, there's always extra stuff that you think people should be listening to this gold. So from now on, it's two episodes a week. I think, from uh, comedians playing Fantasy Premier League. You know, what what a great, brave new era. What a lovely way to start 2022. That is our gift from us. <laughs> we will endeavour to get a show out early in the week, so very close to the end of the fixtures, so we can react immediately to what's happened. And that's probably where we'll discuss some of the forfeits. And then we'll perhaps have a midweek show where we discuss the news and discuss the upcoming game week. So that's it for this week. And we will speak to you in the middle of the week. Remember to send us forfeit ideas, news stories, questions, thoughts, feelings, whatever it is. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at CPFPL. Find us on Instagram, Comedians Playing FPL, Facebook at ComediansFPL. And just tell everyone about it. Leave a review and good luck in the rest of Game Week 21. And uh, any extra advice, because no one has done it, get in touch at Matt Ford. And of course, this week we are asking specifically for things you've missed uh, in honour of the Chelsea fan looking at his phone after one of the goals of the season. And if you have any ideas for new features, let's be honest, a lot of these aren't going to run. So if you've got a one-week feature that's based on a player's name and a pun, we would absolutely love it. So this week's new feature is please send in new features. Yes, I mean, they will almost certainly be better than the rubbish I've been coming up with. Bye! 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 